Welcome to Product Sense, the show where we talk about our favorite eco-friendly tech products shared on Steam Hunt, a blockchain version of Product Hunt. I'm Dalio, and I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. No messing about. Straight, wow. straight in there. It's that, so much better than our other podcast. So clean. So if clean. If you've never heard our other podcast, go over there and listen to the cringiest intro of yeah. all time. Sustainable, eco-friendly, efficient. That's what this is. Yeah, our other one is like, I don't know. <laughs> we thought we were clever. I don't know how, it's 10 seconds that last one. It's 10 seconds and it's done, you're in there, sorted. Yeah. Maybe what we should do is do the date for people who are in the car. Uh, 7th of March, if you're listening to previous episodes. One power tip that um good friend of mine I haven't seen for a very long time, Jason Jarrett, from abodiespodcast.com, go and listen to it, is he always used to say episode number and then the date at the beginning because he said within the first 10 seconds people are skipping around in the car and they remember what date and what episode they listened to last when they're like not look need to be looking at the road oh, rather than and not looking at the app yeah. to tell them what which they I always thought to. was genius. That's true. Well, welcome mm. to Product Sense. Welcome to Product Sense. A product, product website podcast where we don't fuck around. Yeah, it's for mainly as uh, moderators for Steam Hunt, which is a decentralized version of Product Hunt. Product Hunt, if you don't know what it is, it's a site where people submit their favorite applications, uh, services, web apps, just it's stuff that people like online and then people upvote it and say it's good or bad and comment about it. And uh, a couple of guys from South Korea got together and were like, we should totally make this on the Steam blockchain so that we can incentivize people by paying them a little bit of Steam for stuff they hunt. And it's been going now for a year. Yeah, happy birthday, Steam Hunt. It was happy Tuesday. It was, birthday, it was the birthday. Happy birthday. It was very and, quiet. I think they're really super busy. But, like, I love that. Because, not that I love that they're, like, busy and or overworked, but I... <laughs> in the mod channel, we were like, happy birthday, happy anniversary. And it's always a good sign when, like, the people running the show are too busy to celebrate. Yeah. are like, oh, wait, is it? Okay, sorry, we've been working. Which, like, because of all of our gripes about you know silicon valley startup culture mm. that was like so refreshing <laughs> it's a big deal it's a big deal like floating on a, a market um you know on an exchange like it is and they've worked on it for the last year so if you think about it from a two-year startup perspective where they are in terms of crypto getting those tokens onto the market steam engines just launched yesterday properly fully fledged with like loads of internal coins from people who bought tokens on there um so it's interesting to see where it's got. I feel like there's a little bit of like, oh, we've launched before you kind of thing there, but like, whatever. Like, it's all good for the Steam ecosystem for me. Sure. Um, so I can't wait to see what Steam will come up with next. I know they're in a group of other guys in suits who do businessy stuff, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they won't be too swayed and influenced by that and just they'll rather get the strength of the unity of being together in a group which makes them look bigger which makes them look more attractive towards business people i know we've been tuning the token.steamhunt.com page which has got all of our graphics and logos and mm. linkedin details on because we needed it to look a little bit less cartoony and a bit more businessy yeah. so it's everything's maturing everything's like growing up all yeah. the all the bolts nuts and bolts are getting tightened around the edges so that's good to see um, today's a packed show. We should really get into it. Yeah, yeah. Any big um, updates since the last time? we? It's been like two weeks. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but we were sick and then, I yeah. don't know, a bunch of... I don't really... I can't really dial it down to one thing, but that's the way it happens. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, just, like it just wasn't things happening. Things pile up. Yeah. Um, not that I can remember. I, I, know, I know there was some big news about uh, uh, the group, the 
some kind of alliancey thing for business stuff, which I don't really want to go into, but I know that Steam Hunt's part of that. Mm. And I just know as a as a it's an important part for Steam Hunt to take part in because like I say, it makes them look bigger and better for business. If they've right. got other business types people like bouncing that stuff off, and I think a lot of those other people would love to get in on the ex- South Korean exchange. There's no other way that they would get in there easier mm. to having somebody who natively speaks South Korean and or already has made a partnership with a tokenomics company because yeah. none of the other guys have. So, you know, they definitely yeah they are killing it. They're absolutely they killing, killing it. it. All right, so we packed have show. yeah we've got a packed show with loads of stuff today. If you want to kick it off, you've got like this uh, eco hunts mental floss link. Do you yeah, see that? Yeah, man. Okay, so I follow this uh, account mental floss. Mental floss actually is a magazine. Okay. And I used to have a subscription to mental floss back Did in you? the day. Yeah. <laughs> mental I didn't know you could do that. Mental floss and popular science. Those oh, were really? my favorite magazines no before way. like yeah before like blog days. You know you would just the get a paperback. magazine at your house. Oh really? Yeah, like real ma- real paper magazines. I used to love getting mm-hmm. ma- a magazine mm-hmm. that I like cared about, and then I would like cut the pictures out that I thought were cool and put them in my locker. <laughs> oh, you know, but mag like. Mental Floss and Popular Science were my OGs, and so left over from those days, I followed them on Twitter when Twitter first happened, mm-hmm. and uh, they posted this article, Six Ways Humans Influence the Weather, and I was like, mm, if you told me that there were six weeks ways, I could probably think of one or two, but not six, so we don't have to go through all of them, but I thought some of these were interesting, and there were some, there were, there are things that like you wouldn't necessarily think about, so... Number one is that cities form heat islands. Hotlanta. Heat islands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The capital of Georgia, Hotlanta. Um, and it has to do with the fact that asphalt is obviously black and heat absorbent. And so the more, obviously you're cutting down trees and that's not great in, in and of itself, but you're replacing that organic substance with a flat black heat absorbing substance. America's got so much concrete car parks. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously cities are some of the worst um, mm. absorbers. Um, and in 2011, a study in the Journal of Applied Meteorology and Climatology also found that the urban heat island effect can have pronounced impact on thunderstorms that form over cities. So that might be something to look out for, you know, as in when you're following you know, windy.com, which is one of our favorite sites. Mm. It actually may be the case that more intense storms will form over islands because there's such a heat rush, you know, how heat rises. I reckon they should make it I Am Legend style and just let, like, nature take over the city. Yikes. No, I love that, though. I would love to live in a New York City overwhelmed with, like, foliage. It's already overwhelmed with everything else. <laughs> yeah, so what, it won't be nobody will notice, will they? Yeah, you know? no, I get, I agree. No, I like, I just really like the architectural styling that a lot of the South Koreans and you know that neck of the woods do, where mm. they design buildings with massive overhangs of like vegetation. Yeah. yeah, it's just so much oxygen coming off it. Well, and also if you think about like it's taking the same core concept of there's a lot of people here let's build upward mm. well why don't we do that with food like let's mm. build upward if we're short on space like that's the direction it'd be cool to have to like because imagine having a co-working space or like a coffee place every like five stories up you know mm-hmm. so you don't have to go all the way down to street level you can just be like bang and just you know or go up to one or go up to another one and mm. all your friends and working people are on different levels i know that in, in america when a, a big high rise sky rise goes up they 
that kind of sell off the floors by like in the in the five or ten you know you need ten floors and you've got two floors of your IT department and stuff. Mm. Um, I'd love to see that in residential. I don't know how many residentials are like that, but not having to go down the street level, but meeting people, they can jump in the elevator, come to you on the 20th floor in this coffee shop. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. I would love to live somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, Number two. Another way is that crops jack up the humidity. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it is, you have to admit that human beings are taking mass Whoa, sound like a helicopter above us. <laughs> Mass quantities of land and converting into growing um, spaces. That's kind of like what we were on about um, with the city stuff. But uh, apparently corn is one of the most notorious uh, dew point pushers, which means it really jacks up the commu- uh, the humidity <laughs> by having huge amounts of corn fields. And that's another one in America that's huge because corn is a, hu- a byproduct of pretty much everything we eat in America corn syrup corn oil mm. um you know corn flour i mean it's mostly high fructose corn syrup it's coca-cola right right um but it, it and not to say that that's a bad or a good thing but it's a, another way that we're affecting how the weather i think i think this article struck me because we have this idea that we we do what we do down here and the weather does what it does up there and mm. it's we don't have like an awareness of the symbiosis between us affecting the weather and the weather affecting us. So. Well, it's kind of that old adage that I've been saying for a long while now is that if people are just commuting from their desk to home, they're kind of isolated away from, you know, you might be driving through the countryside, yeah. but you're not in the countryside. You're driving through it from one destination to another. You're kind of disconnected from it all. And when you're a busy person, and working the nine to five and whatever, you just don't, you know, it's, you get into a rut, you get yeah, into a cycle, you know. It's like any other relationship. Like if you ignore and don't spend time with your significant other, you're going to grow been, apart. I've been ignoring my wine. I'm about to drink it now. Okay. We've got wine in the show today. <laughs> but if you ignore or, wow, that's not obnoxious at all. Uh, if, if you ignore a significant other or a friendship, like that's something that's going to become disassociative and you're, it's going to kind of like die off or at least fall fall by the wayside. Sure. I believe the same thing with our own bodies. That's why I'm like such a big proponent of yoga. Yeah. Because it's like a time every day where I can reconnect with that. So yeah. it's the same with the weather. It's the same with nature. Um, number three is number, pretty much like number one with like paving. Yes. So paving, and stuff. paving increasing the intensity of floods because we're basically building waterways for flood like if we had natural land masses that we hadn't flattened and stuff water would kind of you know dissipate but we're kind of essentially building channels there mm. and we have fewer places for rainwater to escape so that means when the water does build up um it says urban areas or runoffs um inundate places that I haven't seen flooding before so that's one's a little bit self-explanatory number four is nuclear power plants can trigger nuclear effect snow never heard of it yeah. Um, lakes Lake effect snow is a yearly phenomenon across North America's Great Lakes where bitterly cold air flows over the warm uh, air flows over the warm lake water, triggering convection that blows ashore and um, as heavy bands of snow. Mm. So <laughs> I know like a lot of people like back yeah, home where be- I'm from, there's still there's still a lot of snow, everyone's sick of it, but we're actually, it's yeah. actually called nuclear effect snow. We'd have a lot of trouble though if we didn't have nuclear power stations, if I'm honest. Like, mm. uh, the alternatives don't marry up with the the power output and the power demands needed 
Um, and if you really look at the track record of it, yeah, okay, nuclear is bad, but like the alternative of having like coal stations, we didn't have the technology, we didn't have tidal, we didn't have wind. We needed something, otherwise we'd still be in the damn dark ages. So yeah, and it does say that it doesn't affect, it doesn't produce much snow, and the snow is not radioactive, so that's not a huge deal. But it also is a way that we are affecting the weather. Um, number five is urban density can amplify winds. So basically, the thesis, the general thesis, I'm getting is that humans cities, are bad. <laughs> humans are bad. Cities ruin everything. Yeah. Um, but that's true. If you've ever walked down a city street on a windy day, you've probably noticed that sometimes you feel like you're being buffeted by air shot out of an industrial fan instead of a regular windstorm. Yeah, I've walked and across I've bridges. been there. Yeah, I've walked across bridges in, in European countries and been like, that could have took me off like yeah. easy. Oh, yeah. Or like, well, I'll save, I'll save it for the other podcast, but one time I went panhandling in front of the New York Stock Exchange, um, like shortly after the crash. <laughs> Okay. after the market crash anyway it was february and that was a new level of cold that i didn't think could it could exist because there's just these empty channels where wind it just seemingly gets amplified yeah and it is rough um number six jets create cirrus clouds and this is up for debate because a lot of people call this stratospheric injections of aerosols ae also known as uh, serious black oh no also also known as chemtrails that's up for debate that looks like the steam logo oh it does look like the steam logo wow the simple act of flying can also uh create intricate patterns of clouds in the air that wouldn't have formed had we not uh perfected the art of air travel hot water vapor produced by the engine exhaust of a high flying jet aircraft leaves contrails short for condensation trails that's what we're being told also like i said i'll reiterate again it could be stratospheric injections of aerosols whatever i mean which also affect the weather conspiracy theorist bit there really and there's also the u.s united states government holds patents for weather modification so i'm just gonna leave that there but even without the patents just our existence being here and being organized in whatever way that us humans have decided to organize over the past 50 years um, is affecting the weather. And that's Happy start. We need to, um, Happy start. Well, it's just affecting. It's not saying we're screwing everything up, even though we are. If you've just tuned in, this isn't the negative part of positively negative. This is product sense <laughs> about being sensible and finding products with sense. Well, we need to start someplace, right? Yeah, so we need to acknowledge what we're messing up so, so that we can So you're saying we're solutions. the product, we're the product, and we need to fix ourselves. The pro, sure. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. Human, I mean, it's a bit of a broad topic. Six it is. ways it humans is a little influence. bit of a clickbaity article <clears throat> for sure. Well, it's just an easy title, isn't it? Pick a number. Certain so these posts do very well on Pinterest and shit. You know, like, look, at the end of the day, we kind of know it we've kind of glossed over it because we still want what we want mm. and as i've not seen growing up the manual for the 18 year old to proactively not only just enjoy consuming and enjoying their city and their job and their career and their family but i've never i've never ever seen like some kind of clear clarity from local authority or government that's like if you do these things in your community that will help yeah I've never seen that. Yeah, it, yeah. There seems like, to be a gray area on that. Seems to be a lot of confusion about like what's good, quote unquote, good for the environment, and what's bad for the environment. I don't think anybody knows. And it's like so silly because I mean, scale is always going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. 
reduce, reuse, recycle. That the, was a big... The, the three T's, say it, sorted. I just said T's. <laughs> the three say S's, it. say it, say it, sorted, worst. It's not sorted just because you say it, and that makes me mad. It's the worst. Because that's indicative of a whole culture of it's somebody else's problem just because I pointed it out. So it's three it's S's, solved. but only two of them matter. Perfect. All right. Okay, anyway, Moving next. on. Moving on. <laughs> Let's get to the three uh, steam hunts each of the week. Okay. We actually, I actually did mine this week. It's amazing. Oh, good job. So we'll alternate between the two if you want. <laughs> okay, cool. Would you like to start? Uh, I can do. Go for it. My first one today is The Bees Have Arrived. It's actually one of yours. Hell yeah. I think it was this one that you did this week, actually. Hell yeah. I'm not sure if I'm it... proud of this hunt. It's called Happy Bees. Uh, the alternative beehive. Happy bees, uh, call me. Uh, ironically, we've just been talking about concrete, and it starts with concretely. <laughs> this, yeah. this beehive aims to reproduce the natural habitats of the bees, which are often made of tree trunks. So you can do a search on Steam Hunt. Just search for happy bees, the alternative beehive. And um, what I really, really like about it is the temperature, just the, the way right. that it's been designed, it maintains the temperature. I think it's cork, isn't it? Looks no, co- it's, looks like cork. It's that concrete. Is. That's why they said concretely in the. No, in the that's quote. not concrete. It's cement. Yeah. That's not concrete, is it? I promise you. Click the click oh, the main so, link. Oh, so the concrete is the temperature heat, right? And well, the fact that it's cylindrical. Yeah. Keeps heat better than a square does. How do they sell that though? If they're saying like, how do, how it's do, flat pack a little bit, like it no, comes but, in three. Well, the last yeah. thing we need is more concrete. So I I would like to see that mm-hmm. made out of cork. But cork's not very insulating. I don't know about that. I don't know if you can say that very broadly. Cause and I, it's also not waterproof. can't be outside. What can't? Cork. We don't know if it can be treated or covered or whatever. Mm. We just don't know that. I know, pe- I know people in Spain who are actively using cork to make, like, homes and stuff. Like With panels what? and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. How can that be? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm talking it. about these particular steam hunts now. I'm not talking about them, but like I'm, I'm giving you like a on the wall, okay. fly on the wall well, situation. Anyway, is... bees happier, good. Yes. Also, it's be, it's it kind of flips the whole beekeeping situation on its head because although it's great to own bees, that whole process is built from the desire to get as much honey as possible not necessarily what's best for the bees okay so that's what this person did kind of different was like okay let's make it cylindrical that's closer to what they have in nature if you think about it what in nature is a perfect square not many things i have like hard angles so he kind of went back to nature and figured that out and i'm glad that you liked it i like it i like the design of it i like the style of it it's flat pack it's like the ikea for bee it really keeping. does look like bee kia but i like that i like sometimes i need you know like if i'm gonna go and do something like that you need to package it so i like turn it into a sunday afternoon project yeah. otherwise i'm not gonna do it yeah all the things of me sat on a friday night pissed up with my mates being like yeah i want to i want to have some bees i want to have a fucking bee box like you never do it <laughs> you, you never do it a load of bollocks like, whereas if you've got a flat pack thing that I can buy and then put it together on a Saturday and be like, ta-da, then, the bees and, then, and then the first moment, like, you've got a webcam on it and as you f- bees start using it, like, you'd be buzzing. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, you'd be buzzing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yours. I love that. Okay. Um, Eddie. My first one. Oh, Eddie. Travels. Travels for Messenger, a travel assistant with voice support for messenger yeah but why is this sustainable though eco why do you like it so much um give me a second because it's a while since i no problem had it 
So you um, can find this, Eddie Travels for Messenger on Steam Hunt, just by and searching. And also, it, I don't know, maybe this was a mistake, but um, <laughs> but I, I don't like anything that uses Facebook Messenger or anything that has to do with Facebook, so I don't know why I would have picked I th- this. I think you picked it for here. efficiency. Probably. Um, there had to have been a reason. I, maybe I just like the idea that you can... Um, oh, it also works with Telegram, Viber, and Slack. So, okay, fine. Maybe it was because of Slack. I think it's a you travel can, assistant keyboard that works everywhere. Yes. Um, well, you can also... It's almost like Siri, but you're texting it instead. Like, hey, I'm stuck and I need a place to stay. Yeah. Help me out. Can I Can I also say I from also an... I like e- the logo. Uh, can I also say from an eco perspective, if, if Steamians using uh, Steam Hunt, so hunters, if you can stop writing negatives and then underneath nothing um you're saving some kilobytes and some s- download speed for me to actually bring the web page down because it doesn't mean it, it, it's irrelevant negatives nothing like why write negatives and underneath nothing i mean you're better off just writing nothing if there's no negatives there's just always just save, a negative just save a bit of space they should just ask one of us if they need a negative i'm sure we'll be able to whip yeah one up it's probably not them. it's probably not a good idea to assume there's no negatives there yeah either. like i know it's a copy and paste template but just don't do it yeah no need yeah no, no need uh, my second one this week is um, uh, Relief, the smartest cannabis app. And the reason why I brought this one up is I think, uh, mainly from a question perspective for me, is that the more applications that we get, the more um, cannabis that is grown. I know it's legal now in in uh, Canada to be able to buy it. I'm interested as to what, what happens with that money. Like the money that mm. is brought in from cannabis selling and a blockchain and optimizing, you know, being able to get hold of it and get more information about it and finding out the, the, the good properties of it, you know, removing the THC for the getting high off it and focusing on the CBDs from sort of creams and oils and things that you can have for health benefits, which have been medically proven, by the way. A mm. lot of people are using this for treatments. I'm interested if we will see um, mandates or clauses or local governments um, taking some of that money. I'd like to know what happens to the money, basically. Mm. If Canada is like, we've got to stop this stuff being brought over the border or we're going to like stop the criminals. When you stop the criminals like selling something that's illegal and you make it legal, then obviously those criminals have to go elsewhere and look into different industries. Um, and instead of just being, you know, a city that's like, oh, yeah, we solve this problem, solve mm. the problem, but you're now making money, or like there's money there. Where does the roots of that stuff go to? Obviously, you're, you, there's a lot of yeah. people making money. It's mo- it's How not do, going through different. I'm kind of interested to see if that will go back into society and in what things, philanthropic things mm. to health. I, I would really like to see something like that really serve its purpose and prove everybody wrong. It was like, oh, we should never, you know, from the fifties when hemp was like grown everywhere and then all of a sudden they were like oh this is bad because those people are getting stoned yeah and they like took it out of it It used to be in everything it used to be in, like pillows oh, like, cushions planes it's bloody one everything. of the most sustainable like you know just keeping well, it's with just the... robust it's just like solid well and it's mature like that and it doesn't take very much resources to get a mature plant out of it so it's like one of the most sustainable yeah. turnover crops that that there is it's much more sustainable than plastic yeah corn so I'm kind, of, I'm kind of interested to see where the reason why I brought it up is that uh, it's a long time ago since I was a smoker of cannabis but I did enjoy it and I did enjoy the effects but I'm now kind of interested now we're micromanaging it on the level like they are in, Can- um, in Canada 
with the shops. I actually read some stats, stats that people were still buying it in the same ways that they've always bought. Maybe they're a bit paranoid about giving their details to these shops and being on a register or whatever, which I can kind of understand. But with the with this stuff being decentralized and buying it from growers and through the network, I'm just kind of interested where that money will end up. Will it be reinvested into philanthropic things to do with health and stuff? Because that would really put the that would really put an underline on on cannabis and drugs for me if we flip that scripture on its head and been like yeah we know the we know the addiction properties of of doing these things mm. but we've taken we've cleaned it up if you like it's now a clean process and obviously you can still kill yourself for like taking any any particular drugs in any kind of volume but I'd, I'd love to know if some of that money... I'd love to see some reports in Canada of that being mm. being used but, elsewhere. But this app is real, is more to track like what your personal experience that's is right, with yeah. specific ones, right? I but, think that's cool too because there's <clears> a there's an awareness rather than just a consult, consumption yeah, culture around it. What I'm saying is this is version one of the app. I, I, you can totally see this being, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. being disseminated to your blog or yeah. the blockchain, you know, so it's immutable in some way. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Well, mine is kind of similar. It's called Zero, okay. and it's a fasting tracker app. And I've fasted uh, multiple times. I usually I like to fast once a year, um, and the longest I've ever done was I think ten days actually. Wow. Um, but and if you've ever fasted, you kind of know that their thing kind of ebb and flow. One day you can wake up feeling like, oh my god, I could do this for another month, and then the next day you're like. If somebody doesn't get me a pizza, the heads are going to roll. So um, I like that there. this app introduces a journaling aspect mm. to it, like what you're going through. And and then it also introduces people to different types of fasts. Like you can just fast dinner at night, you know, mm. like you can fast your last meal of the day. There are a lot of studies that show that if you go to sleep on an empty stomach, your body kicks into more of a restorative repair mode, things like that. So I really like the idea that there is... Um, that there's more than one way to fast in here and it kind of guides you. It's almost like like the Fitbit app, but for fasting. It's very clean. Yeah, and what I will say, even though this isn't like a directly an eco hunt, what I will say is the level of clarity and the level of priority shuffling that goes on when you don't eat for a couple of days, I think would, if a, if more people did it, it would make the world a better place. Mm. So, um for clarity, so, for like clarity of thought? Or? Yeah, clarity of thought, but also clarity of priority. Once food is out of the equation, um, and I, I learned this a little bit with meal prep as well, just because I wasn't thinking about what I had to eat. Mm. Um, you're able to devote your energy and time into better things, but you're also able to just kind of like reevaluate what's really important to you. Um, it's kind of like dialing down the static of your, of your brain. Hunger kind of has that effect. So, um, and it makes you a little bit more aware and a little bit less, um, uh, it makes you more aware of how you're being wasteful, I think, in a lot of ways, too, maybe overeating or, you know, over-consuming mm. mm. as okay. well. So, okay. um, this is one that I have waiting on my phone for the next time that I decide to fast. Mm. And I highly suggest if you're interested in fasting, do mm. some research and be safe about it, but it's it's a great thing to do. I should add to the first one that I was on about with the beehive, I did mm. put another note with it, which was... <clears throat> along the lines of I'd like to see more of those real world things out there so mm. real world activities that people can tend to every day so yeah. hydroponics making your own food bees that you can help so that we can bolster the population count of bees worldwide uh, and have them all attached to um, dApps so basically mm. being paid for your time building up like connections with other people around the globe I just think that's a really good 
narrative to carry on forward to the next generation for other kids to be like instead of just sitting in front of computers that they have to do these little chores every day to maintain so they're not just like isolated from the world yeah that was the first thing i thought of was like have have ship five of them to a school and have each grade or each class be responsible for their own hive for the year yeah and sell the sell the thing and then sell sell the the honey honey and then just see see like how much money they make and then see if that triggers in their mind like oh we did this looked after that and we made the honey and yeah i think those things early on in life are game changers for Mm. you to be like damn i can make my own money i can buy a new graphics card every month if i do xyz yeah you know yeah yeah um, my final one this week is uh, tiny markets. And the reason why I included this is that there is a big um, kind of, I feel like it's a big revolution going on right now, which is there is a maker movement and that is digital making movement for MVPs, minimum viable products. Like do it quick, do it simple, get it out there, let it fail, move on to the next thing. Like, And it's almost like a OCD obsessive um, obsessive compulsive compulsive that's it condition of like oh that's cool like I want to play with that I want to put something together and making it not spending months and months on it but literally 24, 48 hours 72 hours Mm. and I think it comes out of like hack day weekends of like going to hack days and I've started to follow a lot of these makers and they're, they're making things really simple and quick and one of them is tiny markets which is you can sell your digital assets in seconds so anything to do with your course or a new book or an album <clears throat> you can easily create a little tiny account on there and put it up online really quick and what i like about it is it just removes the barrier of entry again like we've, we've been yeah. trying to move move away from the middlemen and we get used to like having the the ebays and the paypals and the amazons of the world but actually i'm starting to see little micro revolutions on on a local level from mm. from hack days to co-working to you know digital assets where it's like i have this book i don't care about websites i don't care about that particular brand i don't want to learn about gumroad i don't want to learn about that no matter how good they are if you are a digital worker you just mm. want to put it on the web and you want to be able to sell it so i'm i'm really i'm really into that optimized efficient you know i i had a client the other day who um, did a little bit of work for she just wanted she just finished a job she wanted a simple landing page. She just wanted a link on it, a link to a sub- sub- subscription for a newsletter that people would pay for, and then she would send out newsletters. And, you know, like, she doesn't want a digital footprint. She doesn't want to be known in a group of people of being a geek or a nerd or, or, or technology-minded. She's actually probably not very technically-minded at all, but she she wants something quick right. and easy that she understands how to do because she's entered a, a name on newsletter stuff before so I, I kind of like this stuff because um, it makes technology more accessible so if you lo- if you get a tiny account yeah is it that your assets go on to like a wider marketplace like creative market or is it your own store more like Gumroad it's more like it's more like a link more than anything so you just upload set a price share and sell Oh wow! So it's just so it's just bare bones. Bare bones. But it is your own little store. It's not like it's hosted yeah, on I mean, a main it, site. Yeah, I mean, literally, like you could go away for a weekend with your laptop. Maybe you just bought a laptop for the first time, or maybe you got mm. an iPhone or an iPad for the first time, and you write a book over the weekend. Like, oh, we want to write a book, and you know, I'm going to write a book, and it's like, how do I sell it? Like, and instead, and you might want to do it there and then. So I, I just love the idea yeah, that there yeah. might be a hundred of these different styles of little maker apps around the world that people fall on it's like yeah that'll do yeah because and, and for people who don't know what this was like before something like this it's clunky as hell oh, it was rough. it's just like it was rough you have to do where this, do I put to... it and how do I unlock it and you're, I get your email but then how do you get the download it's like sometimes you just want a link to be yeah. able to sell it 
Love that. Yeah. Really so, smart. So just simplify. I'm, I'm just really, and that's why I, I, I kind of get behind products that save me time, but also save other people time, optimize the experience, and, and don't introduce a middleman. Like, I have this, I want to do that. Yeah. That's why I love IFTTT so much. It's just like connect this to this to that, and it has this output. Right. Fucking amazing. Right. Um, yeah, and I just I'm, I'm want to support the maker movement as well because there's a lot of people just... You know, somebody would have just built that in a weekend and then gone off and done something else and be like, oh, where can I host it? Oh, I know, I built that MVP last week. Mm. Let me just use that instead. Yeah. So my three this week. Good job. Thanks. I have two more. Do we have time? We have plenty of time. Okay, so one, I'll be quick. One is called My Fresh Bowl. Okay. And it is a massive... It's uh, not a toilet cleaning out. <laughs> no, it sounds like it should be. It's a massive... Um, almost wall-sized and it looks like a wall it's got some really nice like tiling and and um exposed wood mm. inset uh vending machine but for those um those worker spaces that you were talking about yeah oh, co-working cool. yeah, yeah for co-working spaces i think this would be perfect uh, my fresh bowl is the first healthy and plastic free vending machine our goal is to make fresh and sustainable food easier to access freaking love this it's got like a little touch screen which we all know is not going to work but <laughs> but it's got a little touch screen mm-hmm. you choose you want like a little smoothie bowl or a salad or um like you know a parfait whatever you want it's all like fresh green stuff and it comes out it, it's made fresh every day so somebody actually comes and delivers that stuff it's in this like beautiful backlit uh refrigerator type of a container but you swipe your card you choose what you want and then kind of drops down for you so um, and then you turn in the you turn in the glass package, and every time you return the glass jar, you get a two dollar credit toward your next purchase. So you mm. can keep the jar if you really want it. I'm sure they probably ran into people like forgetting to turn them in and stuff like that. Um, but I absolutely love that you it keeps you coming back because you're like, cool, I turned in my jar. I have two dollars toward my next my next salad or my next you know fruit bowl. Well, it's kind of, it it's kind of like what, it's kind of like what we were talking about. I don't know if it was last week or the week before that, but um, we were mentioning that uh, company who's selling ten thousand dollars worth of microgreens from mm-hmm. the basement in Calgary, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a perfect, you know, that's a perfect thing for them. Really, if they think about it, like instead of having restaurants to go to as well, they can just do like supermarkets, and yeah. gas stations, and pe- and airports. You know, they've got the greens. All they've got to do is add the rest to it. It's like so smart. Vinaigrettes and stuff like that. That can work. If I mean, if he was an ex restaurateur, I mean, he could probably go to a restaurant and say, "There's your microgreens for the week, and there's our microgreens for these, and yeah. that, we'll come back and pick them up at the end of the rounds." Yeah, and these guys are going to have so much data based about what they sell, what what's popular, what's not, that they're going to have such an exacting number of what mm. they're going to need, you know, in order to be zero waste. Yeah. And they come in like these lovely little um, glass containers. Yeah, they look like mason jars. Super like, Instagrammable. Hell yeah, yeah. Of course they look beautiful. Of course this site looks beautiful. Like they did hire a designer, and it, you know, I think you have to kind of play both sides of that when you're doing something like this, but. I'm like, I can't find anything that I don't like about this. No, it's I think nice. It's great. I bet the food, I'm sure it's expensive. That's probably the It one says 10 bucks. 10 bucks for salads under $5 for a snack. All right. So, I mean, if you're in a city and, I mean, it's in WeWork. This one's in WeWork in, okay, cool. in Soho. So, WeWork West in Soho. Okay. So, that makes sense to me because, yeah. like, if you don't want to leave or you, you know, and actually, I can, can imagine in WeWork where everybody's building startups, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Like, you know what did you what what's your startup well that's it over there 
yeah, that, yeah. that machine. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and also what would you say, five dollars for the snack? Yeah. Well if you have if you already bought one, you got two dollars off that three bucks like Well, you probably only got two bucks off the ten dollars. Well, if you return your glass. Yeah, but it was the five dollars is for a snack. I think they're tiny. From the look of it, well, okay. it looks like they're a small little. Either way, if you're eating in New York City, you ain't gonna get a, a lunch for less than ten bucks no, anyway. No. So. Um, Plus, I love most that. most people are using WeWork. They they know they're getting they're charging. If if you're, you might have a subscription say there all month, but if you're there for the day or for the week, you want to get as much time as possible. Of so if you need to walk down the corridor to get a, like a salad, it's no brainer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and they're made fresh every day. And I would love to know what they do with the extra that's in there at the end of the day, if they give it away or not. They should do, shouldn't they? Right. They should give it to people. Or, or that's one of the things that I've always wanted to see IoT, uh, IoT do, the Internet of Things, is yeah. to be like, you know, somebody connect that up as an API of like, this machine has three of these left, this machine has mm. this. And then they just have to like tweet out a code. Yeah. And so like people be like saying well what's the benefit for us if we give away free food well maybe you could build it into the firmware of the machine that when those last two or three people come and get it at eight o'clock at night that they have to record a 30 second video of like i didn't eat today or like this mm. has really helped me out today and this is my name and this is my phone and this is what i'm trying to do and then yeah. they use that as their social content to show that they've they're you know you know what i just read it right here sending all of our food waste to a community garden in the east village there you go so cool. Problem solved. So Love cool. It. Love it. Uh, okay, my very last one falls under the heading of Dale likes things that are made of things that shouldn't they shouldn't be made of. Okay. And this is called I think it's pronounced bow b a u x acoustic pulp. So if you picture like in any sound mm. sound studio that like black uh, foam that's yeah. got the like the egg crate looking foam. Well, they found a way to make it out of sustainable ingredients and materials. I'm sure that that type of foam, like acoustic foam, is awful for the environment. Yeah. I'm sure it ends up in the oceans and eaten by sea turtles and everything else. Poor sea turtles. They're just really eating everything out there. It sucks. Um, it's 100% bio-based acoustic pulp panel. It's the first in the world to be uncompromisingly, uh, to uncompromisingly combine the performance pro properties of sound absorption, mm. safety, and durability with sustainability and modern aesthetics. It's, it is also beautiful. Like It doesn't make... If you saw this up on the wall, you wouldn't think, oh, that's a studio. It just looks like kind of a textured wall. Um, harmless like, for us, harmless for the environment. Um, I like anything that's biomimicry. Yeah. Anything that copies what's already out there in nature. It's been there for thousands, millions of years. Mm. So why not try and, like, evaluate, you know, yeah. insects and, 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 and mushrooms? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know Dell use mushrooms for packaging their big server units, so it just makes perfect sense That's to me. Awesome. Yeah, this is a, made out of sustainably harvested Swedish fir and pine trees. Got to trust the Swedish. You got to see this video too. It, the it Swedes. Is like so it is just so Swedish. The, the Swedes <laughs> have got the most efficient recycling in the world. They actually buy other people's trash because it's that efficient. They don't have enough trash. That's wild. It's so efficient, they buy your trash. So they can so that, like so they turn can make it into power out of it. Yeah, to heating. I think they've actually got it connected up to a village nearby. So for about fifty thousand people, it just provides heating for wow. them. Wow! And they laser etch the pattern into it. I don't know if you if you see the if you look at the main page, they actually laser etch that um, pattern, and it's absolutely and it's beautiful. It's light colored too. So if you're picturing it, if you're not buy a machine at the minute, um, 
if you're picturing that acoustic foam, it's usually black or very dark gray or mm. dark blue. This is actually like a, a light off-white cream color, very Ikea looking, mm. very um, like <laughs> very gallery standard, but it is 100% bio-based, bio 100% recyclable, 100% biodegradable, 0% pollution or waste, biomimicry engineered, lightweight, durable, fire retardant. Water repellent. Crazy. Colors made of wheat, laser enhanced sound production. Beautiful design as well, actually, on the website. Very clean. Yeah. Like you can really sell a product like that. So most Swedish. of the time, most of the time, it's these companies just ramping up new technology to deal with this stuff. I'm kind of excited about mm. it in some ways, where the next generation, my daughter, other other people's kids, are going to go into these industries, you know, and question everything like. Why is that not efficient? Or like, how do we how do we change this to be? Yeah, I think it's going to become like uncool. It's going to be just yeah. like, well, what's your problem? You yeah. can't figure out how to make it out of mushrooms yet. Yeah. So they I make, love that. They need to make that subscribe button thing sustainable though, because it's come on my screen about two or three times now. Let's click the X. Come on, <laughs> do the whole job if you're going to do the job. Uh, finally, uh, final link today. I mean, mm. we're coming up to forty minutes. Uh, final link today is the Pelly case you've put on there. Yeah. What, why did you want to talk about that? Um, because I think it's made of ocean plastic, if I oh. remember correctly. And it's funny because I, I've been getting, um, I've been getting ads for it, like in other on other sites, because Google knows that I'm there. Um, mm. Join the global global movement saying no to a wasteful plastic phone case. A Pelly case will protect your phone while while you need it and protect the planet when you're done. So uh, I think also a portion of it goes to uh, Planet, something called Planet, our Planet Partners, okay. which I believe are like, you know, nonprofits that are um, dealing with coastline cleanup, ocean parks, wild animal, you know, preservation, conservation and things like that. Right. But I believe, and I, I don't think I would have put it on here if it wasn't made out of something sustainable or made out of recycled plastic mm. Um, mm. or non-plastic at all. Durable, fashionable, eco-friendly. What the hell is it made of? Let me see if I can. Well, it makes it. it makes sense to me because the like it says halfway down, they're making there's one billion screen protectors per mm. year are bought and thrown away. So I mean that's just sheer sheer amounts of plastic. So if you're making it from a different kind of material, mm. if you're making the screen protector from a zero waste liquid, then you know you'd, you've just revolutionised that whole industry. It makes mm. I can imagine lots of people are looking into these. Um, bits of plastic they've had knocking around the house or the kids have broken and just like we can do better at this yeah because there's money there's grants globally there's grants for money for stuff like this well you know what i think is really genius about what they did they made the certain like sections of ecology like fashionable so if you buy the bee case that goes to bees Mm. if you go if you buy the ocean case that goes to a different charity so it kind of like it kind of turns like that fashionista thing on where you also have and it has like a B pattern on it, for example. So you can, somebody's like, oh, where'd you get your case? You can tell this whole thing about how mm. that's where it went to. And so I kind of like the brand, the idea of branding um, sustainability or branding like a, a good cause. Mm. Um, but it, it, they do say that it's made from bio, um, bio material, bioplastics. So, well, bioplastics are getting better than plastics. I mean, yeah. maybe that means it can break down easier. Or yes. in some way, or it's it's taken from existing plastics and remade into other stuff. Because we do have a plastics problem. Yeah. In that we have plastics that have been around for the last 50, 60 years. So it's probably better to be in a case mm. with other material rather than just being plastic sitting on land 
under like hot burning sunshine all day or yeah, in the ocean leaching into the water well, yeah well that's the biggest problem if it breaks down into little micro beads then it ends up in being ingested by animals and then the animals die because their f- stomachs are full of plastic crap I know I saw a video this week of it they had to pull a straw I saw that sea turtles and blood I know oh my god I can see it wincing everything I I feel so bad for them it broke my heart and it was like ugh made me so bummed they don't know do they they have no fucking clue like it's such a fucking we're so I don't know man yeah we get so many things right yet we can do so many things wrong yeah do you know what I mean it makes me like wonder we're the biggest virus on the planet like human race is the biggest biggest virus we just yeah. why can't why can't we give why can't we give i don't know we need to give the the very spinning rock substance underneath our feet a lot more appreciation than we do <laughs> i don't know if you remember but uh last two a couple of months ago when we had advent tube when we were blog video blog every day you put out the question of what would you do to solve climate change and i actually was with my mom at the at the time so i asked her yeah and her answer was Everybody get off the planet and give the planet a break from us for mo- for a while. <laughs> that was her solution, and I was like, I can't argue with that. I'd love Maybe to go back to her and say, let us go. how are we going to get everybody off the planet? <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure we need fuel for that. I know, but, you know, but there are beautiful cases. They are, like, you know, totally, they're really nice looking. And so if you're concerned about it looking like, you know, whatever, lame, they, I think they're beautiful. They're made of some type of a bio... Uh, material bio is better than plastic being made on mass yeah and then they the portion of the proceeds go to like you know whatever cause you you're into i'm into bees personally yeah really consider that stuff like whenever you buy anything consider how it is made hmm. like the whole dust to dust ratio of something maybe that's a maybe that's an idea for us to make like a list uh, a shopping list almost like an amazon wish list of alternative yeah products that way next time you need a new phone case it's like it's not a bad idea. You know, this is these are some things that we found. I want you to go into the things. hills and carve yourself one. <laughs> I want you to reach inside a beehive with your bare hands and yeah. grab the wax. Like Star Trek too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's I think that's us today. Um, Forty-five minutes. Uh, I feel like that's a good time to like yeah. quit things out. Sure. Send us a message. Find us on Anchor. Uh, you know, send us. It's all going to be in the outro. Oh, right. I forgot we do an outro. We're so efficient now. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You can support the show by heading to anchor.fm forward slash product sense and clicking support this podcast or by checking out any of this week's sponsors. You can subscribe to Product Sense wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can hang out with us on Discord by visiting smarturl.it slash talkback. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.